Oh no, some scary clown squirted water all over my comics. Never fear, son. In Colorado, there is one place to go for all your comic needs. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh boy, thanks, Coins, Cards, Comics, man. Oh no, there's a lady hanging off that building. Can you save her? I can't save her, but you can also save 20% by getting a hold slot at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, she's falling. Did you know prices are also falling on back issues at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics? Thanks for saving me, Coins, Cards, Comics guy. Now I can buy my son the card games he wants and the sports memorabilia my husband wants. That's correct, ma'am. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics knocks it out of the park. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And tell them the real nerd sent you! For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Nerds Podcast. I am Ryan. In front of me is... Oh. You're right in front of me, Brad. Sorry. You usually go to James first. I wasn't prepared. I... You know, I have to change it up. If you keep it the same, then... That's true. I'm know. Brad. To my right is... Jesse. James was really upset that we didn't like comment more that he was gone. There was never a moment of like, oh, James isn't here this week, so we got Jesse to fill in. No, it was just like, oh, we forgot James, so Jesse's the new guy. I'm so pretty sure we mentioned it. He did no, such an awesome it didn't job, happen. too. No. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I was gone a week, and you replaced me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, James. Um, Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't make a bigger deal of you not being here. Yeah, yeah. you guys should ne- have bled without me. Next time, I will make sure that it's a huge <laughs> deal that James isn't around. But James he was in Wyoming, so it doesn't really count. I was. I came back super sunburned. Uh, I wish I had a good story, like that I went out to the lake and got drunk on box wine and passed <laughs> out, but I didn't. Instead, I just went one day and sunburned my ankles. So the next day, I went back in shorts and just put suntan lotion on the sunburn part, mm-hmm. and then thought, like, oh, well, you know, it's it's windier today, so I won't get sunburned on my legs. And then I just sunburned the shit out of my knees. So... Um, you do know the sun, ultraviolet light rays still come through wind, right? Yeah, but they get <laughs> shaky or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I read a lot of comics. It was great. Yeah, I know. That was, that was the coolest part. That uh, you're, I was kind of jealous you took a couple pictures of you just chilling by a lake and yeah. you're reading comic books. That sounds amazing. I was reading Spider-Man. That's even better. I know. Go Spidey, go. Yeah. I like Miles Morales. I do. I really do. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Yeah, cool. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, uh, are you gonna talk? Is that what you're gonna talk about this no, week? No, that's not the. Well, uh, then I'll I say this: Why does Bendis take so long for get stories going? It drives you're, me nuts. No, you're right. You're right. And uh, you can you can clear something up for me really quick. This is totally mm-hmm. off topic. Uh, it's a horrible podcast already. Um, <laughs> so the scorpion that like Miles Morales is fighting now has the scorpion ever showed up in Ultimate? No. Okay, so maybe this is like his interpretation of the, it is. the scorpion. Oh, okay. Um, 
It's a rough and tough gangster from Mexico. Yeah, it's weird. It is Somebody weird. needs to drop him in a pit of acid and turn him into a guy with a suit and a tail. You know what's awesome? What Bendis should write is 616 Spider-Man. That would be, that's, yeah. Because, dude, in Spider-Man 4, yeah. Spider-Man has a conversation with Gwen Stacy and Aunt May. Because remember, in uh, right. Ultimate, Peter Parker's dead. Right. And, dude, it's so good. Oh, that does sound because good. Because she keeps on, uh, Gwen Stacy keeps on probing if she's alive. Because she, she asked about Mary Jane. And he says, oh, Mary Jane's a supermodel in uh, my world. And she says, what about me? And he oh. just uh, he avoids the question all the time. It's like, oh, your dad's you're, a great guy. Yeah, you're <gasps> dead. Oh. But the, the the sweetest part that almost made me cry at the the, the end of the issue is, uh, you know, Aunt May. Because I always thought with the death of Peter Parker, they never really explored. They, cl- they had a closure for Aunt May and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Um, and you know, Peter was talking to her and. He, she said, oh, am I around in your world? He says, yeah, and you're the reason who I am. And he has this really long kind of spiel with her. And then uh, the, the ultimate show up, you know, Iron Man and all them. And uh, Spidey swings away. And Aunt May starts crying. She's like, I did good. Because she knows that her Aunt May raised that Peter Parker, too, mm. and made him the person he is. So yeah. I was like, no, no, Brad, stop cutting yourself. No, it's okay. We'll get onto the podcast. It's all right. It's all right. We're going to get there. This is my podcast. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. So this week we saw Premium Rush. We did. Starring Robin. <laughs> spoilers for a uh, movie. Well, you just won't tell, say what movie. <laughs> See, now it's not spoilers. Yeah, I, no well, one will oh figure yeah, it no out. No one will figure that out. No, not Who at all. Who has not seen The Dark Knight Rises? Actually, uh, Shauna and Matt and a bunch of other people that we know. Wait, what? I, I know. They invited me to go Sunday. So, they, How can you have not seen that movie? I know. Shame on them. Shame on them. But it doesn't matter because they're not listening to the podcast. So, Anyways, Premium Rush is what we saw this week. We did. So let's uh, dive into the mailbag, boys. Feed meal! Lately, we've been getting a lot of tweets. It's been kind of cool. Yeah. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. Um, but I- I'm glad I- people are interacting with us on Twitter. I was so sorry to hear last week about the fact that uh, Dan and also Dan are not the same Dan's. Uh, which is pretty crazy. Cool that there is a Dan in Ohio, and also you should tell us where because I'm from Cincinnati. But uh, losers. Hey, and no, hey, no, man, we got some good food out there. Yeah, I'm talking about the Bengals. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who dat? Anyway, um, who dat? That's a Saints, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Um, anyway, it, it, it's cool that we yeah, got somebody no, I, out there. I, in Ohio. I think it's cool that we reached out to Ohio. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Ohio. I really do. I went and saw Rod Stewart there one time. And that was fun, but one of the coolest parts about there is I went to, uh, oh my gosh, I just drew a blank. The, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I went to the amusement park that's in Sandusky. Cedar Point. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, amazing. Right, right. Cool. And I love Peanuts, and it has Peanuts themed everywhere there. Yeah, it does. So does um, Kings Island, which is in Cincinnati. I heard that's a good one, too. I need to. Yeah. I've, I've got a picture on my phone of what looks like Snoopy eating a dick. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'll show wow. it to you. Later. You heard it here. Ryan likes peanuts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love peanuts. Uh, the saltier, the better. <laughs> um, so here are a few tweets. Cora Uni, who sent us an email last week, um, she tweeted at lime cocoa underscore nut. Lime cocoa underscore nut. So is there a lime cocoa lotion or something? I'm not a chick, so I don't know. It's really hard to actually read somebody's like tweet name, Twitter name, twit. Twit. Well, I, I I can read lime cocoa underscore nut. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's that's not that difficult. Well, you seem to have a hard time with it. Dick. 
<laughs> Just listen to a new podcast. Going to share my uh, share the podcast with my infamous Mr. Lynch on our upcoming road trip. We'll take notes. Awesome. Hey, you know what? That's the most important thing is share our podcast because yeah. the more listeners, the better. And then they can tweet me and tell me I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, then the next time that we do like a raffle and give some shit away, we can actually give some shit away, which probably won't be that long. I'll tell you. Ryan at Cali two one three Ryan said, "Hoping they'll finish the Top Gun two movie, even though Tony Scott took a plunge this weekend." Whoa, I'm just kidding. Whoa. I made that last part up. Oh god damn it! <laughs> he actually oh, tweeted, "Hoping people. they'll finish the Top Gun two movie, even though we lost Tony Scott this past weekend." I think they'll complete it. I'm a, I'm pretty sure they will. I don't know if um, I don't know. He was sort of the one that was pushing it quite a bit, um, dude. If you have Tom Cruise, you make anything. Well, have you seen Vanilla Sky? Yeah, <laughs> I like Vanilla uh, Sky. I'm just saying that he's the reason that movie was. I made. own that on DVD, and I wish Me I too. didn't. I have it on DVD. Oh. I think I've watched it once since, since 2001. It came out. I don't think I've watched it since I got it on DVD. <laughs> I think I just rented it and then got a blockbuster for cheap. Um, Ryan at Cali two one three tweeted us again. He says, "Thanks, guys. You're much appreciated in U.S. movie enthusiasts and us movie enthusiasts." I think that yeah yeah I think in us movie enthusiasts uh, Brad probably copied it down wrong because he's a no that's definitely tweeted right oh yeah it. there's a mistake so it's automatically my <laughs> fault I mean, yeah I, well I think that's fair um, I'll look forward to hearing you guys this week thanks uh, I hope cool. you'll enjoy hearing us about Premium Rush Hi Ryan we just talked about you Yep and then at Real Nerds and at Fox News um, disgruntled worker Do you understand how Twitter works <laughs> Yeah what? What? you want to fucking read it too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Ryan actually. The name w- is first, and then the people that are included in the tweet are next. Yeah, I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this wow, is wow. He's we're, off mic. I'm actually, in trouble. We're actually having a breakdown. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. He just killed an animal. Me. Oh god. Did your mic go off? Um, anyways, he tweeted: "Disgruntled worker returned to an old job near Empire State Building. Open fire on a former coworker. Two dead, two uh, nine injured." Uh yeah, it's awesome that um that we keep on having shoot shootings in the United States. It's um, yeah, it's great. This one's different. Um yeah, but still. And then uh, it's also tweeted to us. I can't hel- help uh, to feel as I'm reliving reliving every moment of the Colorado with every shooting that's taking place. It, it's really uh, bizarre that you know these shootings keep on happening. Yeah. Um, uh, it- I mean, it, th- there needs to be some sort of um, checks and balance with gun control. Well, there's there's part of it, I feel like, that now it's become... I, I wonder whether or not this would have been a national news story, you know, six months ago. Um, I, well, I'm, I'm sort of afraid that it, it might just be something that, like... Well, anyway, not, that that belittles the events. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you just don't walk up to... S- it's okay to walk up to somebody and shoot them. Yeah. And I don't... Um, I don't think it's necessary for people to own guns like they own guns here. I read yeah. that they said uh, he walked up like he had a shotgun or a sniper rifle. Uh, I don't know. That's like if he was walking around New York sidewalks, like no one noticed he had a shotgun. Like Clearly a you've never been to New York. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> oh, a joke about New York as it was in the 90s. Oh. I have been to New York. <laughs> he has been to New York. He went by himself <laughs> Actually, to New York. I, I haven't been to New York. See, in I'm Chinatown, like in the movie tonight. I did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you ride a bike? <laughs> no, I With walked. No breaks, and <laughs> I was my legs were destroyed. <laughs> Three days of walking by a guy on a bike, mostly from the Guggenheim. That building's so weird. <laughs> you can read about that adventure on the other podcast we do, Nebcast. That's right. I talk for two hours about it. <laughs> you do. 
we we recorded that though in a really sweet uh like rec room at your parents apartment yeah it's really nice so anyways thanks everybody for tweeting us remember you can tweet us at real underscore nerds now into emails dan from ohio see dan i know you now so i won't have to uh, mistake you it says greetings i'd like to compliment you on your review of the born legacy thank you i know is definitely my part that is the complimented one (laughs) It quite effectively captured how the film lacks a sense of completion and cohesiveness. I totally agree. I still, yeah. it still bugs me how that movie ends. It's yeah, it's not a movie that would ever stand on its own legs, and that's why it's going to crash and burn. It won't have a lot of legs. I think if they if they do a good trilogy, it'll be fine. Uh, I don't know. Much like you, I was caught completely by surprise when Extreme Ways started playing <laughs> and credits rolled. Uh. It didn't feel like the story had reached a resolution. I totally agree. Yeah, like they they had all these. It's like it took two hours to build up all this momentum, and they're like, well, we don't want this movie to go over two hours and 15 minutes, yeah. so. Um, we got to save some shit for the next one, kids. And it's and then he goes on to say, and speaking of extreme ways, the way in which Legacy is f- forced into the ultimatum storyline is awkward and distracting. Nearly 75% of the ultimatum tangents are unrelated to outcome and their pursuit of Aaron Cross. Agreed. Rather than being clever, it strikes as desperation. When I first heard that Legacy would take place... Concurrently with Ultimatum, I was hopeful for something clever and inventive. Maybe some cool Back to the Future 2 stuff. Totally. that You know, when you watch those movies back-to-back, Back to Future 1 and 2, it's brilliant. It well, really especially because in the trailer they show that shot of the guy who gets, um, like the reporter who gets killed in 2 or 3. And I can't yeah. Remember which. And so I thought like, oh man, so this guy's going to have to work with that guy and we'll know about more about that guy. And then of course it's just that like they show that happening. On the news. On the news. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. And he goes on to say, but there's only the flimsiest connection between the two. Having the last three born films take place within each other's timelines is extremely convoluted and doesn't serve the story very well, in my opinion. But dude fights a wolf. He does. And blows it up with a missile. Spoilers. (laughs) But that's awesome. As an aside, while I cannot defend Ally McBill as a whole, there's something (laughs) to those first few seasons, a unique brand of humor and charm. That's quite entertaining. However, the quality of the show quickly plummeted like nothing I'd ever seen. The <laughs> loss of Robert Downey Jr. was the last straw for me and awakened me to how atrocious the show had become. Regards, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I've only seen two episodes with Robert Downey Jr. And yep. <laughs> I don't know if I could like a part of me seems like feels like I have to go back and get the what is it? The tone of the show? Yeah. Like because right the beginning, I mean, coming in, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is always funny and he's yeah. always kills it in scenes. But you're just like, uh, what? Am I supposed to think this is funny? Because to me it just seems like, hey, we're snappy and cool and we're going to be in Boston legal soon. I uh, I don't think I could ever watch that show because David E. Kelly's uh, Wonder Woman was really bad. So so you just hold that against him forever? Yeah, I'm like, well, okay, everything you make must be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> David E. Kelly like, makes the, and... the, the new Rocketeer and James like, I will not oh, see that movie because... <laughs> oh, that, well, that would be bad. Again, you can email us at real nerds at real nerds, real nerds at gmail dot com. Um, so yeah, guess what, guys? What box office numbers? Yay! This is the box office stats. Thank you for saying what. Sometimes I say what. And I mean, like last week, I kept on. T- I was trying to talk about whip it, and Jesse and Brad were looking at me like I was a douchebag. Dude, <laughs> fuck yes, whip it! Oh my god, that movie's so good. It is good. Yeah, oh man, I've been saying that for years now. 
I know I was going to buy the Blu-ray, but the Blu-ray is still like twenty-five bucks. I know it's, it's ridiculous. Wait, whip it because yeah. I keep I, I keep whip one. it good. <laughs> yes, whip it good. Whip it's really good. <laughs> Actually, no, whip it great. Straight up, that's not the song. James. I, 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 I don't yeah. care. <laughs> um, so in box office numbers, Expendables Two was number one with twenty-eight point five million dollars. You guys really made me want to go see that. Oh, yeah, serious. it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, we made Jesse want to see it. He didn't want to totally. see it. Until I was going to run out and see Paranorman yesterday the, as well, but then I had to work. And Paranorman did fourteen million. Was um, that number two? Three. three. Oh, okay. What was number two? Three. Born Legacy. No, Born Legacy. No, no, no. That was. Yeah, had it been. Well, anyway. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't I, print it on there because yeah. we no, don't usually right. do that. But yeah, right. but uh, you should see Paranorman yeah, too. Expendables and Paranorman are really good. It was Born Legacy. Might have been the campaign. No, it was born like this. So thank you, Box Office Mojo, for supplying us with your box office stats. It's uh, DVD and Blu-ray time, boys. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Next week, there's kind of a lot of uh, stuff coming out that is interesting. Battleship is out on Blu-ray. <laughs> which, you know, when it when it's for sale for 10 bucks, I'm totally going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Just so I can have Liam Neeson and his avion bottle cocked. <laughs> Do they show that in the movie? Totally. He wears those tight pants. You just see the avion. Uh, it's not actually logo. avion. It's it's smart water. Have you ever seen those smart water bottles? Um, Is he like bumping into like buttons on on the sub? Actually, like, he's the one who off sings. Missiles with he's his the voice. one who sinks the battleship. <laughs> his dick sinks the battleship. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead season two, which I did. Order already? Pre-ordered, yeah. Actually, Amazon was selling it for crazy cheap. That's why I got it. it. Yeah, I, I was, too. I, I'm glad I waited. I was going to... Well, I mean, I would have got it because I have the, pre, right. the pre-release yeah. price guarantee. Thank you, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, did you pre-order that one with the head with the screwdriver? No. I didn't either. Because I didn't know where I would put it, and it's... Uh, I mean, it's cool, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, Boardwalk Empire Season 2. I've never watched an episode of that. Is it any good? Is it, has anyone I, seen it? I keep meaning to, but I haven't watched it. You don't torrent that. You torrent everything else. You torrent, hey, hey. You, you torrent two broke girls. Uh, yes. Are you are you suggesting that two broke girls does not deserve to get torrented? I keep on looking to see if that um, is coming out on Blu-ray, James. I haven't seen anything yet. Why? Are you going to buy it from me for my birthday? Totally. Oh, my God. I would hate you forever. The Pirates Band of Misfits also comes out, which oh, I cool. want to see because, you know, Brad saw it and it didn't make... What Brad told me wasn't in the trailer, so I kept on meaning to see it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, there was all that stuff about the uh, people with their limbs falling off. Lepers, that's what they're called. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy Season 4, which I was told is a really good show and I should check it out. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> this, this one is actually, I'm totally going to pre get it, is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Which is awesome. Oh, wow. Um, and then the Lord of the Rings extended editions are on individual Blu-rays, five discs each. Yeah. You are actually missing one. Am I? What am I missing? Uh, this week, Jersey Shore Shark Attack comes out. Oh, damn! On DVD, a sci-fi original, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it has enough money to be on sci-fi. Hmm. Uh, anyways, thank you, DigitalBits.com, for supplying us with DVD release and box art. Remember, click on the box art; it'll take you to Amazon. Pre-order it, like I did with Walking Dead today, um, because they also post on their website when deals like that happen. So I was able to find it for twenty nine ninety nine. I don't know if it's still available for thirty bucks, but. It is. I don't, I'm pretty sure that they didn't get rid of that deal. Anyways, so James is really excited for his favorite segment, which we do next. Yeah. Which is unspool some real news. It's real news. 
So last week we we're done with real news like in 10 minutes. I'm guessing this is going to be about 75. Dude, some shit happened this week, man. <laughs> shit that needs to be talked about. And first of that is I listened to the podcast last week uh-huh. and I have to say that those little interstitials that I thought might be annoying because there's so many of them where Joe like acts like a maybe mentally retarded <laughs> uh, nerd are fantastic. They I are. can't help but laugh at them every time they happen. My, my favorite is, oh, did you see him blue ray? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Basically, Neil Goldman oh. from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway, I got to start with the sad stuff, of course. Uh, Tony <laughs> Tony Scott died this week, um, which apparently he jumped into the river from a bridge, left a note, so he definitely killed himself, which is a horrible shame. Um, and I just said that in the least empathetic way <laughs> I, I know, could. Like um, robot talking. <laughs> Let's burn through this. All right, Tony Scott I, dead. Well, they, uh, they, they, they just they just oh. released. They said that his suicide note didn't say why he did it, which is crazy. And he left a- two ABC, too. ABC yeah. uh, decided that he had brain cancer and told everybody he had brain cancer, which he didn't. Well, remember ABC was also erroneous in reporting some things about the Aurora shooting. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, ABC has been going crazy lately. But that's not what this is about. It's really a shame. Um, it is. So, I, I I don't know that I've talked about this before, but he made one of my favorite movies of all time, True Romance. If you haven't seen that movie, go watch it because that is Tony Scott at his pinnacle. Um, it is cool. I, I've I've been really. Uh, hard on him the last few years because he oh, yeah. went really because that really weird camera grainy quick cut stuff yeah but i still like man on fire oh yeah no man on fire is great and even like unstoppable is is pretty fun you know mm-hmm. for a movie about a train that nobody can stop it like okay cool you know i read um, something interesting where his movies are kind of you know critic proof and they're kind of right i mean yeah even if you don't like him i mean even stuff like uh true romance someone might not like it yeah. but to me i think it's a great movie oh, dude, and something like top gun but still, yeah. it's you know cool movies. Yeah, they're they're fun movies. Yeah, um, and it, it's weird because he uh, they've talked about him a lot in the last few weeks or in the last week, obviously. Uh, and the truth is, is that he and his brother came out of the world of commercial directing at a time when nobody respected people who had been doing commercials, mm-hmm. and the two of them were pretty crucial in changing the way that people uh, looked at sort of action movies. And the the unfortunate thing is that where Ridley Scott was always sort of ahead of the curve and trying to do stuff that nobody could quite pull off. And that made him, um, uh, like a, like a movie buff fan favorite, you know, Tony Scott was a guy who did things really, really well, but I feel like didn't always evolve the way that, that we would have wanted him to. Um, but he was still like you. You got to go back to those movies and just oh, respect yeah. the hell out of them because they're so damn good. And it's just sad um, when something like that happens. Oh, absolutely. Because it's it just because there's nothing anyone could do. But yeah, I, it would be nice to know why I, he was crazy busy and and he was still really successful. Uh, had a family, so it, you know it would be nice to know why. But that's just because our human brains want to try to make sense of things. But uh, mm-hmm. it's really a shame. It really is. It is. Um, so go watch Top Gun. Dude, no, a true romance. Oh God, that movie's so good. Phyllis Diller died this week. I don't really know anything about Phyllis Diller, but there we mentioned it. Um, <laughs> J- he he should give the eulogies at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nobody gives the eulogies at the Oscars. They just play music and then show pictures. Gene like, just has commentary over the montage. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> they died. Don't this, know that guy. This is Phyllis Diller, uh, composer sorry, from yeah. 1930. Who uh, gives a shit? Uh, this guy was a gaffer, um, which is not What's that people gaffer? know much about. Uh, <laughs> but um, I bet he was probably really good at it. 
Um, especially back in the day, man, it was probably. Oh man, Phyllis Diller died. <laughs> oh shit, Phyllis Diller. No, we really said she was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> God damn it, I'm sorry. I've heard um, she's really funny. Yeah. No, yeah. No, the next one, uh, Jerry Nelson died, who nobody knows, but he was one of the original Muppeteers. Uh, if you watch Sesame Street, he was the Count. And if um, you watched uh, Being Elmo, they talk about him. In oh, it. did they really? Yeah. Oh man, he was in the new movie as well. He there's at one point where he does some voiceover. Uh, he's like the announcer for the um, the telethon that they do at the end of the movie. Um, but it's, you know, it's a shame that guy raised it's, most of us. It's so sad that guy died. Now next to the now next to the fun news. Okay, <laughs> hey, guess what, guys? They're remaking the Rocketeer, Heck or at yeah. least they're talking about it. They should. Um, so far, they're just saying like reboot. Uh, they they haven't said exactly what they want to do, but basically the guy who has um, moved his name is Alan Horn, and he is one of the new uh, development guys at Disney. Has decided like that's one of the things he wants to um, push through pretty quickly, um, or at least he, he wants to focus on it. I should say, which makes sense because as as popular as comic book stuff is now, I mean yes they own Marvel, but they don't Disney itself doesn't own that many um, properties, but they still have the rights to the Rocketeer. Uh, and as, as long as they do as good of a job as they did uh, 20 years ago, then I will be fine with it. Because, um, man, dude, I love that character so much. I mean, it it could, could be yeah, because the character's so cool. And yeah. I, I love the setting. Uh, I love Captain America, and I love to see the Rocketeer in that kind of yeah. art deco, this modern kind of way of making films I think would be amazing. And, I mean, it's a shame because I feel like the casting for – Joe Johnson's movie was so good that I have a like I really can't believe that you could ever cast Betty better than a young um uh shit what's her name Jennifer, Jennifer, Connelly. Jennifer Connelly like she is so perfect in that movie and Alan Arkin as PV oh it's so good um but I'll talk about that later uh who I'm really you, excited about this and I, obviously who do, who do you cast as the Rocketeer now um Josh Hartnett Nathan Fillion <laughs> Nathan Fillion's too old really well, uh, yeah really? Yeah, I mean, how old I mean is, that's the thing. That's the same reason they can't cast him as Nathan as Nathan Drake. Like, um, that it's how the thing he in the comics though. Mid thirties, he has to be. Yeah, but uh, he no, uh, he's guess. he's mid forties. So, yeah. I mean, he he just sort of is. At how least that's what Billy everybody Campbell? says. You know what? A man's um, got to do what a man's got to do. Yeah, that well, was a no, Doctor Horrible Campbell shout out. Cool. Anybody? Yeah, Anybody? no, I, I got it. <laughs> a man's got to do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of Uncharted, though, by the way, they're still pushing forward on that movie. They should, because it'll be badass. Yeah. Uh, obviously, everybody who was trying to ruin it has jumped ship, thank God. <laughs> uh, but now they are getting the guys who wrote the National Treasure movies to write it, which, okay, whatever you feel about the National Treasure movies, I actually really like the first one. Everything that's wrong with that movie is just the fact that it's shackled to the idea of all these conspiracies and stuff. The truth is that it's written fairly well and is well-paced, and so I have faith that these guys could do it right. Just got to throw that out there. Oh, my gosh. We need to go to the Congress. Who? What? Why? <laughs> Uh, as long as it's cage. not, <laughs> as long as they don't get too much of the stuff from the second movie where they're like, "Oh, there's some messages hidden on these rocks." Pour water, water on them. Yeah, what the fuck? God, is that, that was about? so stupid. Oh man, that was just the dumbest thing. Um, this week, in an article on Slash Film, they talked about the fact that uh, Tim Burton's Batman actually outsold The Dark Knight Returns by 12 million tickets. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Sorry, Scott man. Hey, Put what? him in charge of news. He doesn't get the movies right. My, all right, fuck it. I'll no, just no. You know what I think about that though? Um, the Dark Knight Rises still made more money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and and I, I 
I chalk it up to the fact that it's a three-hour movie. I really do. Like, you know, we talked about before mm-hmm. that Shauna invited me to go see it Sunday, and there's a part of me that's like, oh, it's a lot of time. I'm going to end up owning it on DVD. I can watch it a bunch later. Actually, ticket attendance is way more important than how much it made. I, I agree. Because it shows how much interest there was in the movie. Yeah. And Batman, it's it's hard to compare because when Batman came out, like that was a really big deal and kids were going back to that every single week. Yeah, but at this I mean, point, you say it sold like 12 million less, but now it's so much more easy to uh, own it on video. Exactly. That yeah. It'll make way more money and more people will own it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just interesting to look. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it is. I mean, they, there's always an interesting, uh, if you click, if you go to Box Office Mojo, they have adjusted for inflation. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the number one movie adjusted for inflation has gone off the wind still. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like $1.4 billion or something. It's ridiculous. I could. I was reading that article. The tickets average price at 89 were $3.87. I mm-hmm. I don't even remember that. Inflation <laughs> has not actually gone up that much. It's just the the change in like who gets it, who gets what money and how much the movies yeah. cost now. As you you talked about last week with J.J. Abrams saying that movies cost too much, and it's true, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Office is getting one more season and then it's done. Brad, it is. How do you feel? <laughs> uh, it's it's probably a good idea. Like uh, the last episode of last season kind of felt like they um were trying to apologize for the season itself, <laughs> the way they. Just kind of had uh, what's his name? I don't James know. Spader's characters like he gets into it with Andy, but then by the end of the season, he's just like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, this all this stuff happened. We'll just kind of throw it under the rug, and we'll give Nelly a job." And um, uh, yeah, last season I lost interest about seven episodes in. I'm excited to uh, I'm excited that Michael Schur is coming back, and they're not going to do those little like uh, bottle episodes where it's just. Random ideas like last season had a lot of this character's having a party, so we're gonna hang out at their place, and then this other yeah. character has a party, and we're gonna hang out at their place. Like putting them all in these outside the office situations. Gotcha. I guess now for the last season, they're just gonna wrap everything up, and the whole season yeah, gonna be one I, arc for everybody. I, I loved uh, reading some of the plot points. Like they're gonna reveal who the Scranton Strangler is. Um, what? They're Wait. also gonna show you who's shooting these people for so long. The documentarians. <gasps> yeah, they're gonna reveal no. the document, and that's gonna. Like the actual people shooting the documentary are going to be like important to the characters themselves. Yeah. Well, they always said that they were never going to do that because in the original British version, they they did the two seasons, and at the end, they did their special, and the special was about like following the people after the documentary actually aired and how the documentary affected their lives. And they always swore they were never going to like introduce the fact that it was actually a documentary into the show. Uh, so. Clearly, they should have. And well, they're allowed to do things ago. different because they're not that show. Uh, the only thing no, 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 I, that's I, the thing uh, they're doing it the same. Way, I hope they, they don't they do wouldn't. is bring Steve Carell back. Really? Because I think his ending was so amazing that yeah. he doesn't need to come back. Uh, like I said, I don't know. I feel like it might be fun for him to. I was thinking, if Michael Scott came back for one, like the last episode, I think it'd be really funny for it to be the last scene of the show, where maybe the end of the show is that the Dunder Mifflin office office just changes offices. So everyone in there who's left, who hasn't gone off and done other things, the Dunder Mifflin office moves to a different part of Scranton, but Michael Scott comes back to the current office, oh. and nobody's there, Yeah, and then the show just ends. That's funny. He's yeah. like, hey, guys, I'm but, back, and then yeah. no one's there. 
what if Greg Daniels is listening to our podcast? He's like, oh my god, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> didn't sound great from your reaction, so screw you guys. No, 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 no. It was a really good idea. I, I can't talk because I'm the guy who didn't watch the last season because I felt like, as far as I'm concerned, that show was done for me. Like when yeah. when when Michael Scott left, that was it. I was I was like, okay, this is this is great. This is how I want to remember the Office, and I was yeah. done. It wasn't terrible. Like the Tallahassee story arc was fun, but I mean. It just seems like they're grasping at straws for stuff. And now we got to resolve Dwight's baby before he goes off to the farm. His baby with Angela. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing is that they're moving forward with the, with the farm and doing casting and stuff. So that explains why um, that's sort of taken so long because they probably kind of had this planned. Yeah. So it'll they'll probably do it the season after that. The, the farm will start up. But This week, Bruce Campbell said that the new Evil Dead movie is fabulous, in quotes. He should. <laughs> I, think well, a, I think he's an executive producer on it, isn't he? Well, it? yeah, I guess that's true. But you know what? I, I love Bruce, and I, I'm actually excited for the new Evil Dead because I love the Evil Dead. The Evil Dead 2 is playing at the Esquire uh, in August. I have to check that out a bit. And Jurassic Park. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's okay. I don't know. I'm Blu-ray. And Super Mario Brothers. I'm so excited. <laughs> actually, that's September. You know, the last mo- the last time that I got drunk and threw up, it was not actually because I got drunk. It was because we watched Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Seriously. did you say August? Because this is like the second to last week. Oh, no. So, maybe it's September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking We're in it. August right now. They are still going to make another Snow White movie, but ironically, they're going to make it without Kristen Stewart or Snow White at all, which makes sense, being as she was having sex with the director. And a whore. Whoa, whoa. So the next movie is just The Huntsman and something else. Thanks, Rorschach. <laughs> the, Hunts- the Huntsman and the Dwarves. <laughs> Did you just compare me to Rorschach? Yeah, well, I was, watching, awesome. <laughs> I was watching some Watchmen this week. Wow, get it? Yeah. Um, because I've been reading those comics, and it, it it's giving me the itch. Lastly... The, they actually arrested Walter White. There was actually a dude. Oh yeah, the actual meth who was cooking meth, <laughs> whose name was Walter White. That's awesome. And he was a creepy looking motherfucker with way oh, too much hair. Have, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. You know, Brian Cranston is always really good and creepy, but that dude is like scary creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a real <laughs> meth guy. He, exactly. He looks like he is on meth. I was probably <laughs> cooking in a bath. He was not cooking like top of the line rich man's meth. Like Brian Cranston does, I'm sure. <laughs> he didn't have any blue. Nobody was robbing trains when he was in charge. That's for sure. It was in Tuscaloosa, which is also... Anyway, that's the end of Alabama. In order to get caught up for last week's episode, oh yeah, my parents made me skip through the whole train episode <gasps> to just watch the beginning and the end, so I missed the Back to the Future 3 line. Are you freaking kidding me? I know. That episode is one of the greatest episodes of the show ever. Yeah, I fast forwarded it unfortunately. No, you didn't. Oh, I'm I'll s- try to watch it this weekend. It doesn't again. matter. You know how it ends. I know. Oh, wow. Um, and the last I thing I really is, wish I'd seen it. As I'm kind of glad that Brad put this on here. Um Nintendo Power is closing up shop in December. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that because I never read Nintendo Power. Oh man, I love Nintendo mm-hmm. Power. Part of me is like, oh, no, that's bullshit. But then I was like, I'm not subscribed to them, so it's on my own fault. Yeah, it's yeah. your fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's I had a subscription like, like in 2006, but, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's the sign of the times, print. I mean, I'm sure there's Nintendo Power Online or something, but as far as the print magazine. Well, and who plays Nintendo? I remember Fuck when... Fuck you, James. <laughs> I, I remember when the N64 came out and they had... The N64 and it was like blowing up with like the neon lights behind it. Uh, I remember stuff like that. And <laughs> oh, yeah, man, because you're old. 
I am. These old two old shit. guys are gonna sit here and reminisce about Nintendo Power and how great and how it's shaped this industry for I, years to I come. I remember the first Nintendo Power I bought. Yeah, I really do. I when I was little and I, uh, I my parents were divorced and I really wanted Super Mario Brothers three. And my dad picked me up from football practice because I always had practice on my birthday because, you know, football's in the fall. And he picked me up. And he's like, is this what you're looking for? And he gave me a Nintendo Power. It had Super Mario Brothers 3 on it. I said, Daddy, that's the game I wanted, but this is just a magazine. He's like, oh, so you wanted this? And he opened He had a, a van, and it had a huge um, glove compartment, like, oh, okay. you know, underneath the console yeah. that kind of folded out. And he popped it open, and sitting in there was Super Mario Brothers three, and so I got Super Mario Brothers three and my first Nintendo Power at the same time. Nice. And he's never looked back. And have never looked back. When I was years old, the best present I got for Christmas was Gears of War two, because I'm younger than you guys. Gears of War two came out when you're eight. No, it didn't. I was going to say you fucking liar. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm twelve now. <laughs> and then you got really pissed. You're like, why'd you give me such a shitty game for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> this is just like the last one, only more. <laughs> We were both shaking our fists in the air. You guys couldn't see that on the podcast, yeah. but I hope you felt it. Well, that's what you you can tell, because when somebody does this with their <laughs> voice, it means that they're shaking their fist. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So this week, James has something for me for the Comic Corner. I do. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. What you got for me, James? Well, I really wanted to talk about uh, the new Rocketeer um Ongoing series that started Cargo this week, of Doom. Cargo of Doom. Um, but That's I think good. I kind of want to wait until the series is over, talk about it then. But I want to mention it now, so go out to your comic shop and pick it up. Should um, I have to say, wasn't crazy about Chris Omni doing the art, but I think he won me over. Anyway, the thing that when I was on vacation, I I op- finally finally opened it up and started reading, and then I am totally hooked and immediately bought the next two trades on Amazon was American Vampire. Uh, really? Have you read it at all? No, I, I'm really interested because it, it gets amazing reviews on IGN, oh. and then Zach Howard told us to pick it up. Yeah, well, partially because his friend Sean Gordon Murphy is is doing the art for it, mm-hmm. but God, yeah, that book is really good. The first trade of it is um, they're going back and forth between a story in the like early 1900s. Uh, about an actress, or yeah, about an actress who's trying to get into what at the time silent films, um, and this guy Skinner Sweet comes into her life and sort of messes things up. And then uh, the second half of each issue is a backstory about Skinner Sweet uh, in sort of the Wild West that explains how Skinner Sweet became a vampire. And that part is all written by Stephen King, um, and it's. It's fantastic. Every single page is fantastic. The it, the thing that is really catching about it is that it introduces this idea that there are different vampires um, sort of from different parts of the world. So basically he takes all of the different vampire myths, all of the different kinds of vampires, and weaves them together. So like European vampires are, are very much your traditional Dracula kind of vampires, but then there are the uh, these American vampires that are sort of these um, sort of more evolved... Um, you know, melting pot vampires that are more monstrous. They've got like a descending jaw, and uh, and they their fingernails extend and shit when they want to go all super vampy, and that they can survive in the daylight a little bit more. Um, and it's just really good, and especially like the uh, the undertones about what that means as far as like how they can examine 
the relationship between America and old Europe and all of that stuff through these different parts of history is really cool. Um, uh, I'm really excited to pick up, to start reading through the next issues because they they clearly sort of jump through time and start telling things in different places. Obviously, the thing that uh, Sean Gordon Murphy was doing was uh, all sort of World War II stories, which he's really good at drawing. Um, so yeah, I just don't hesitate. Go and pick this up because it's so good. Uh, it's probably gonna turn into how many my... uh, trades of of it. Are there now? It's uh, pretty deep, isn't it? Well, the fourth trade comes out in October, and then the fifth trade comes out in March, so I don't know where they are in issues. I'll probably just start picking up the issues and then catch up. It's probably like in 40s or something, I guess. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, It's hard to tell because I just got the third trade, uh, and the third trade, the hardback of that is pretty dang thick, so I don't know if there's Hmm. a lot of issues in there, whereas the first two trades are normal-sized trades, um, so it's hard for me to really predict. Gotcha. Uh, it's one that... The, the trades are actually also pretty good, so I have a feeling I'm going to end up loving this so much that I go back and replace my first two trades with hard uh, hard covers because it's... it's Man, it's I have a feeling it's going to be up there with Lock and Key among my favorite comic books right now. It is so good, man. Very nice. So, from James and Zach Howard. Yeah. American yeah. Vampire. Absolutely. Go check this shit out. And I feel so bad because I've had the trade for... Literally months, months and months and months. So long that you know, for me taking a place is thinking maybe I'll read this. The cover was all like bent out of shape and stuff, and and then it was amazing. Yeah, I do that all the time. I finally got through my stack. I've read all my comics that I own. Oh, now nice. I finally got through. It took me uh, coming home from work because I was so irritated, and I would read like seven issues of whatever comics in my stack I yeah. had. Um, so that's kind of fun, but now I need to get new bags because I'm out of bags. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite there, but I, I burned through 80% of my stack over on that vacation. So it was, it was, it makes you feel good. Now I, uh, it's very freeing. I feel like is. I can just read whatever I want now because I got in a bad habit, uh, about six months ago where I would, you know, get Spider-Mans and I'd read the Spider-Mans really fast. Yeah. And then I kind of just set everything else aside. Yeah. And then I started, I got, uh, Angel and Faith, and then I got all the issues, so I read all those, and then everything else kind of got on the back burner, but right. now I'm catching up with my Mega Mans. Um, I hate to admit it, but it was all the Before Watchmen's, because the Before Watchmen issues are so sort of heavy, like they're they're pretty dense, mm-hmm. that they were always on the top of my stack, because I was like, I need to read those, and then I wouldn't read them, because I was like, well, but not before bed. <laughs> you, you know, know I, the one thing that, uh, I'm only reading one of the Before Watchmen, right. and that's uh, the Minutemen. And it, it it's good, but it's kind of weird seeing Darwin Cook's art style with with a dude that's performing sodomy on another dude. Oh yeah, like, right. Oh man, that's kind of a happy-go-lucky jolly yeet. <laughs> Call yeah, jolly yeet. Whatever. Anyways, thanks, James. No problem. I'm gonna have to read American Vampire now. Yeah, I'll lend it to you. Cool. So now it's time. Are, are we doing an interview from Comic Con this week? Cool. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. This is Donovan. Donovan. I am Ryan. What? Green Lantern are you? Hal Jordan, John Stewart? Um I I consider myself Hal Jordan more likely because well, Hey, hey, there's there's no color in superheroes. There is no color in superheroes. <laughs> Some lady just said that you couldn't be John Stewart cuz he's black. Uh, and there's no color in superheroes. Anyways, go ahead. Hey, the new Spider-Man's black. Do you anybody... Exactly. Come on now. So I'm sorry. What what uh, Green Lantern are you? I'd consider myself probably Hal Jordan, even though I have the red hair like Guy Gardner. Yeah. 
I would be more. I'm not as stubborn as Guy Gardner. The, yeah. So is the Green Lantern your favorite character, or you just like to dress up and Green, make cool costumes with him? Green Lantern's probably my favorite character. I get into their series. The one that I just finished reading that's pretty much Green Lantern basis is The Brightest Day Volume Two. Cool. It's the basis. It. It's a White Lantern ring that brought back 12 of DC's heroes and villains. Mm -hmm. Different ones, different stories. You just read through what their different stories are, what they're going through, why they got resurrected from the dead. Yeah, because it went from the blackest night to the brightest day, correct? Correct. It went um, right now in the volume two. I don't want to give it away. Spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> um, they have Firestorm, who got resurrected. If he keeps arguing with his brother, then they're going to cause an error in the Matrix, which will pretty much destroy the universe. Crazy. So, your Green Lantern, can you recite the Green Lantern, uh, I guess, what, what would you even call uh, the Green Lantern? The Green Lantern Oath. Can you recite it for us? Brightest day, blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. For those who worship evil's might, beware my power, Green Lantern's right. Whoa, Jonathan just flew out of here! <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, do you like him when he's in the JLA or you like him when he's by himself? It all depends. I like him when he's by himself for the different Green Lantern series. Not just like Green Lantern versus a regular everyday supervillain, but mm -hmm. versus like Red Lantern or Black Lanterns just with a different lantern color. Or even I like him in the JLA when he's against Earth 2 JLA or... It just all depends on the series. Awesome. So do you have any other favorite heroes, or is it just Green Lantern for you and that's it? Um, Are we talking about just Marvel or DC? It can be whatever you want. It can be Yo Jimbo Bimbo. What's the rabbit one? Captain Carrot. Captain Carrot. That's I, a classic comic. I started to read it. I never fully got into it. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of the... Well, Green Lantern, I'd have to say, is my favorite. I'd also go with um, Deathstroke. He's a villain, I know, but yeah. he's one of my favorites. I also got into the X-Men. Oh, yeah? Who's yeah. your favorite X-Man? Oh, it's probably Cyclops. Cyclops? I don't hear too many Cyclops fans. Are you are, are you reading Avengers versus X-Men right now? Yep. I, I don't like Cyclops in that right now. How do you not like him? Because he's kind of a baby. He sounds like a baby Magneto. I'm more, yeah. I'm more of a Steve Rogers apologist, I guess. Steve Rogers. Captain America. Ooh. Well, he's patriotic. I mean, he had that... When he first saw Thor, he had that smart-alecky remark of, well, I only believe in one god, ma'am. Well, Thor's technically a demigod. He is. So you got to deal with that. And, I mean, if he's a god and you say that to his face... I don't think that would end well. Uh, it could, but remember, uh, Captain America's shield deflected Thor's hammer. That was in the movie. It <laughs> is. But in, in the comics, I don't know. In the comic series, it was a little bit different, actually. It had... Oh, do you have the movie tie-in? Yes. I've. Well, I don't have it. I've seen it once or twice, but... Do you collect a lot of comic books? Yes. When Good for you. I have... Oh, my room is full of different comic books. I even have the limited edition I got for last Christmas. Spider-Man vs. Superman crossover, 1964. That's a good one. Awesome. Is what, there are you, uh, what are you excited for here at the con? Oh, that's... I'm is there any, anybody in particular you wanted to talk to? Um, 
probably, I don't know, the one lady, I can't think of her name right off the bat. It's Jessica something from Isaacs? French. Yeah. From French. We're not, uh, it's Nicole. Oh, is it Jessica Nicole? No, I don't no, know. No, it it's is. not. It's something, yeah, anyway. Now we're totally bu- we're, yeah, now we're, we're just butchering it. Now, now we're just butchering it. But yeah. the Fringe panel. Fringe. Yeah, Fringe, I've watched every episode of it. I like it, and I'm glad that she's part of the New 52, Writers and Drawers for DC. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, make sure you head over and see that. It's I fun. Donovan, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for and, having me. Yeah, and, you know, stay tuned. Did you get a business card? I did. Good, because then you can look for your interview. Um, we might I- label it Green Lantern Interview. Okay. Thanks Thank for, you. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, yeah, the Green Lantern kid. That, that He was so cool. He was. His costume was awesome. Yeah. I thought he would be a Guy Gardner fan, but he likes Hal Jordan. Yeah. Wasn't there... Because oh, there was that lady who walked by and she was like, he can't be here. He's black. That was some bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, that's right. Because I got all mad because I said, you could be John Stewart. You could be Hal Jordan. You could be whoever you want from the a Green girl? Lantern Corps. If you want to be a girl, exactly, Wonder Woman. Exactly, because you know what? I don't see superheroes as colors. I see superheroes as heroes. It doesn't matter. But he couldn't be Power Girl because he doesn't have a large enough chest. He doesn't. Do you know that uh, our picture is on the AZ Power Girls website? Oh, really? Yeah. That's Me nice and you uh, standing next to her. Oh, wow. Check it out. Anyways, this is stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. <laughs> I watched a lot this week again because um, I hate my job right now. So um, I watched The Hunger Games again. I oh, bought yeah? it. I like the movie. I know you guys don't, but I don't give a shit what you say. It's half good. I watched uh, like a making fun of it trailer thing, and uh, I totally forgot the part where that one guy, Peta, can do um, painting on himself to make oh, him look God, like I rocks and that. trees. Oh no! And I just then I remembered. Oh yeah, I hate this movie because <laughs> of bullshit like that. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. I think the movie's really good. So I'm not going to talk about it because then we'll just start a heated debate about how wrong you are, how wrong I am. Yeah. Um, I also watched a movie called Black Sheep, which is about Wait, you- the, the old movie with the fat guy. No, Chris Farley. No, it's, it's like you. Is he dead? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I do not look like Chris Farley. He's talking about me. Oh. Um, oh my god he does look like oh sorry <laughs> whatever um <laughs> anyways the movie is about um mutant sheep in new zealand that <laughs> attack people and when they bite them and uh they turn into like zombie sheep um which wait, was the, wait the people turn into zombie yeah. sheep so do they like baa but they baa in a zombie way uh yeah i guess yeah it's like yeah you have to watch it <laughs> i i got it because i thought it'd be like one of those zany um new zealandy Horror films because yeah. uh, Way to Workshops did the special effects in it. Well, so, and it's about zombie sheep. It better yeah. be zany. So, I mean, so the blood and gore is really good in it. And the, there's a cool part with when the <laughs> the sheep turn into big, uh, the people who turn into the sheep turn into like monster sheep. And that looks really cool. Oh, okay. Um, but the the rest of the movie is nah, meh. It, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a good I one. I hate you. Us and you're going like, were, were any of the characters on the lamb? <laughs> <laughs> but the bad one's better. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. Better line. Um, yeah. There is some funny bits in it, but... Uh, but nothing that lives up to the, the promise exactly. of zombie sheep, which is awesome. Exactly. Hey, hey, would you, t- <laughs> would you tell us more about it? 
Um, I would like to, but um, the sheer uh, annoyance of the movie, I cannot because you shear off the. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah it. <laughs> it looks really nice. It's shot in New Zealand on the sprawling hills of New Zealand town. But clearly, the director don't be just sheepish. Didn't Tell us more. <laughs> clearly, the director uh, just didn't have the chops. He, he did. He didn't. You know, and he was trying to ram <laughs> oh home. <my> a <laughs> <laughs> that one took you a while. Yeah. And he was trying to ram home this stupid <laughs> idea of uh, <laughs> of this idea, and all I could do is just not help but count him to fall asleep is really obnoxious. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, something about that show with the puppets and the ones a sheep. Lamb chops play along. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that wait. Does that count as a reference? No. Okay. Shoot. So, anyways, don't see black sheep. All right. Um, I also saw a movie that I was actually really impressed with Ooh. that I meant to see at uh, the film center, but I never got around to it because it was only in theaters for like a week. And that was We Have to Talk About Kevin. <gasps> um, or We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, it, it's a really, really interesting movie. Um, it starts with Tilda Swinton's character um, living in a house that is covered. The uh, people, uh, what do you call it? Deface it vandalize the house they throw red paint on it and i mean you already know the story that her son um attacked. she thinks her son is killing her he wants to kill her oh no no the the okay so the premise of the movie is her son did something terrible and it takes place in the future and she goes it's a told in flashbacks and the uh so john c Riley's her husband and they have a one night stand at the be- uh, the beginning of the story, and she becomes pregnant from it. And whoever thought you'd see John C. Riley and Tilda Swinton naked in the same movie? I didn't. Whoa. <laughs> um, anyways, so um, she's pregnant, and she doesn't feel right being pregnant, and like there's something wrong. Yeah. And uh, when she's ha- giving birth to the baby, she doesn't. They the doctor told her to quit fighting it. You know, you have to ha- give birth to the baby, and she does. And then it flashes to her going to see her son in a prison. And then it flashes back to him as a baby, and all he does is scream at her, scream at her, scream at her. But when John C. Riley's character's around, the baby's really happy. and um, So the whole time, you th- she thinks that she's crazy, and he only does this stuff around her, and it's just a little baby. And so then it flashes forward to him being a toddler, and um, he doesn't talk to her. He's like four, and he doesn't say a word. And so she takes him to the pediatrician and says, is there anything wrong with my kid? And he says, no, some kids just don't want to talk. And uh, so she always knows there's something wrong with her kid. And uh, as he gets older, he like loves John C. Riley, his dad, but he does terrible things to his mom, like uh, calls her stupid. And like the little kid tells her to go fuck herself and stuff. And when um, John C. Riley's character is around, he's a really nice kid and, loves his dad and um, she's trying to tell him that there's something something wrong with Kevin and yeah. he refuses to believe her and it, it's it's chilling this story and um, yeah uh, I mean I don't want to give away too much but it's basically he attacks his, his high school and it's interesting because it's the only movie that deals with what happens to the person who's affected by it, you know, the mom. Yeah. Everybody else is, you know, like the kids in prison. And then, I mean, how would you, I mean, if you're, if your kid's the one who attacked, you know, high school, I mean, how do you feel? Yeah. 
and it is a really um, interesting thing. And it, it it was told kind of like in a dream, like she was she was there, but she wasn't there. And uh, she was really good in it, and the movie is brilliant. Um, so you should definitely check I'll it out check it if out. you feel like you want to be sad. At any <laughs> point, do they use the phrase "demon semen"? No. Okay. Then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not that it's not that he's evil because he's possessed by something. It's yeah. he's evil because of who he is. Are you saving yeah. that for your own script, James? Yes, <laughs> actually, that's the title. <laughs> Demon, Demon semen. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm going to go uh, register that domain name right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check that movie out. It's uh, pretty interesting. And the last thing I saw was a piece of shit movie called <laughs> Father's Day. Um, ah! God damn it, I have to watch this now, don't I? Uh, I don't... Brett, I don't get why you find this movie enjoyable at all. I... Oh. Um, I will admit I laughed at a couple parts. This is the one where dudes eat dicks, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I remember. Well, one dude. <laughs> well, you know. Um, one dude and dudes. And a, a one dude and a dude who constantly rapes dads. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris Fuckman. <laughs> Chris yeah. Fuckman. Right, yes. Oh. oh, no, that's not even the worst part. Is The worst <laughs> part is when this dude's sister shows up to his a hotel room and they fuck for like five minutes. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole long sex scene between brother and sister. Um, I, I don't know. I uh, just could never get into it. I thought, I don't know. It wasn't funny. And it was so, like, it, it was not well made. The acting wasn't good. Well, it's a trauma film, so. <laughs> but that's a bad excuse. <laughs> but they're, they're, uh. As far as production value, it's bad. But I mean, I th- still thought it was funny and the script was ridiculous, but. <laughs> it was. I thought you were going to say it was good and then I was going to say, man, we have way different tastes. Yeah, it's not Oscar, but definitions of the word He good. taps the maple trees with the faucet and. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember all the other funny stuff. But no, but yeah, I mean, the only funny part—it was a whole sequence. I laughed. It was towards the end when uh, the gay twink guy—he's like, "Hey, there's Chris Fuckman," and he points up, and then uh, the other guy pulls out a gun and shoots him in the hand because he's trying to shoot him. He's like, "Oh, he shot me in the fucking hand!" <laughs> and then he runs up there and he starts killing that Chris Fuckman guy, and then he throws him <laughs> off the side of the dam and he says, "Oh, let's go fuck him up some more," or whatever yeah. they say. I don't even know. Or how they all kill each other to go to hell. To yeah. To fight. To fight demon. To fight the demon <laughs> guy and doesn't make any sense. And then I laugh too when they're in hell and he's like, I know how to get us back. And he shoots himself in the face <laughs> and he just starts crying. Because <laughs> they're stuck there. Because they're stuck there in hell. Because once you kill yourself, you can't Sorry, come back. Sorry, I blacked out for a little while and just came back to, so they're stuck there in hell. And then it was funny that I was like, wait, how yeah. the how they get there? They killed themselves. Oh, that's not funny. Yeah, it's not a good movie. And I'm really disappointed in Brad. <laughs> he thought it was. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. When no ten, one remembers In ten movie. years, we were like, man, do you remember uh, how great Father's Day was? That changed the world. So Kids what What did you them? like about the movie? Like I said, I haven't seen it since that one time, so I've forgotten a lot of you it. You didn't watch I... it since you finally got the DVD? <laughs> <laughs> he brought know, it over right? let me watch it. <laughs> he was like, you ought to see this shit. It was I at the theater for that one night, and then I had to wait all this time to get the DVD. Yeah, I, yeah. D- I don't remember. I just remember just starting out through those first like 10 minutes where it's just like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? And then mm-hmm. just after they recruit Ahab from his you know cabin in the woods where he's oh, cabin uh, in the woods tapping maple trees for maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from then on, I kind of got into it. 
Yeah, so. after that 10-minute mark, I was like, what is Brad talking about? This is still a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget what else happens. Like, they go to an apartment or something. Yeah, and then Chris Buckman the... just randomly shows up. Yeah. And then, like, there's something with the sister. He rips and... some dude's throat out, then he eats his dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's his M.O. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. I don't... And then they go to hell or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the name Chris Buckman. So I haven't. I got the DVD, but I lent it to Ryan right away. So right. I, I understand. <laughs> he was hoping he had a an ally in this movie, but you didn't get one. Oh well, I don't need one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take that movie and I'm going to put the volume on high and blast my neighbors. And his the director's name was Astron Six. Astron Six. <laughs> <laughs> like Astro Boy, James. God, grow up. Oh, we're talking about a movie about a father rapist and <laughs> that has incest and hell going to yes but i can't believe that we are talking about it and that is where we find the truth <laughs> <laughs> by talking about it <laughs> are you done uh yeah okay <laughs> I have nothing else to say about that movie oh and nothing else for the week uh no that's it james did you guys know that there is a TV show that is basically extreme musical chairs? Yeah. Well, yeah, you talked about it a while ago. I did? You did. Wait, when? Right? Let me look up the episode. No, no, no. No, no. I don't think I have. No response. I was at work yesterday, and <laughs> Oh Sit was on TV. It's called Oh Sit. No, I'm and basically sure you they went. No, I've, I, there's yeah, no so way clever. I talked about this. I, I vaguely remember about... A yeah, musical I, chair thing. I would never know it. Otherwise. Maybe we talked about it in news, but it, yeah, I had never seen I mean. it. Oh, okay. News, yeah. yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I probably blacked it out because I didn't believe, think it was actually going to happen. <laughs> and then I watched it, and it's awful. It's <laughs> the worst abortion of tell. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. What else uh, did you I, watch? I finally got around to watching Return of the Joker, which we talked about two weeks ago when I was here. Uh, and nice. You're, yeah, you're right. It's great. Um, I didn't see. I I didn't not see the twist coming. Like I, uh, you guys were talking like, or at least Brad was talking like, you know, uh, you didn't know what, how exactly how the ending was going to come together. And I think now we can sort of talk about it with spoilers, but I kind of knew that like, oh, well, yeah, this guy is clearly going to be grown up Robin and is probably also the Joker. Um, well, because it, I didn't see why I thought it was a uh, Dick Grayson. Oh, Robin, I see. Well, and it's not so really the twist. I, I think I, I always forget the. The uh, ending, the shocking part where, you know, um, Tim Drake kills the Joker. Yeah. And he shoots. I love the line. He gets shot really and he's good. like, that wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he dies. Uh, I, I think it was the whole uh, flashback with Harley Quinn and Batgirl oh. and. It's so good. And Bruce and the Joker. Oh, man. is yeah. You know, and the Joker, I was saying it in that episode where he's sitting in the projectionist room and he's showing that twisted home video of how they're experimenting on robin and he says you know the joker says i figured out your secret bruce and it's it's great it also it reminded me how much i used to really love batman beyond and i may have to try and find a way to check that show out again because that was really fun that was a good show for like a for like a you know spinoff we're gonna hip up batman they did a pretty good job and it's i mean that cartoon is so dark like uh that whole flashback scene, man, I love it. I only, the only thing I, the only, my only uh, gripe with it is I don't like Harley Quinn's death. She just falls down a pit. No, yeah. she doesn't. She's in the show at the end. She's the old lady at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets mad at her. 
She disappears, and then those yeah. those girls are clearly her daughters or her granddaughters or something. Yeah. So would that make him? I don't know. I guess she wouldn't be pregnant. Would that be awesome? If it was Joker's yeah. kids, demon semen, Joker's seed, demon semen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the spawn of Joker it comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. Now, Hell on Wheels came back this last week too, and I haven't seen both of the episodes because I've been on vacation. I haven't caught up on my TV, um, so I only saw the first one, and I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I feel like they they. At the end of the last season, they sent the main character off into the wild, and he was being chased by coppers and such. And now, especially with the preview of where they're going this season, it feels like they're just going to try and get the status quo back to where it was before, which just feels like the wrong way to do it. Like, I thought it was kind of interesting to be like, okay, now we're, now we're, hey, maybe he's not in this town next season. Like, that would be pretty crazy. But clearly, it's just going to go back to the way it was, which um, I was disappointed by. Um Hopefully this new episode will pick up and they'll they'll introduce some storylines that I'm actually interested in. But because like all of a sudden he's a bank, he's like robbing trains and stuff, and I don't know, it wasn't what I wanted. But it's also the only show about the Wild West on TV. So uh, also got to watch. Finally got a Blu-ray copy of The Rocketeer. Nice. And goddamn that movie is good. It is so friggin' good. Does it look good on Blu-ray? It does. Uh, the composite shots are still composite shots. You know that you can still kind of tell. But they're way better they were than they were on the DVD. The DVD was a pretty crappy transfer. Um, the, the the Blu-ray itself is not great. There's really no special features on it at all because uh, nobody cares about this movie for some reason. So there's not documentaries about it or interviews with cast or anything like that, uh, which is a shame because it's so much fun. And I watching it again, I forgot how good Timothy Dalton is. Like he pulls off being like, "Hey, I'm you know, you're uh, sort of." James Bond kind of dude and a Nazi, and it's just <laughs> oh man, he's so he's got some really you great really lines. sold that Nazi part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got some really great lines. He's really he good so in uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is the same sort of. Well, he's not quite as crazy in Rocketeer as he is in Hot Fuzz. You know, Hot Fuzz, he's just seems out there. But uh, man, if you've never seen the Rocketeer, seriously. Go go see it. Or if you're a fan, here I'll say this: if you're a fan of the show, not somebody who knows me personally, and you want the Rocketeer, I will send you my DVD. There. Wow. Um, so tweet James your address. He'll send you a copy. Yeah, of the that works so well when you. I'm just saying. Invited I'm just saying. people to go to the movie with me, and that never happens. I'm so. just saying. Oh yeah, I that. yeah. <laughs> um, that still stands. If anybody wants to go see a movie with Brad, just send us a text <laughs> or something. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> but he'll probably take you to go see something like Father's Day, so you probably yeah. don't want to. <laughs> and then, yeah, I wasn't here last week to talk about the, the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> was he in the Father's Crystal? Day? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, that movie's not very good either. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there, there's, but there's no eating of dicks, so there, you know, it has that. Oh yeah, I guess part. I can't judge yeah. the new Father's Day. Is it a remake? <laughs> 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 they went a totally different direction for this. <laughs> They're rebooting and I Father's Day. Them for it. <laughs> oh man, actually, if I watch it and think of it that way, it might actually make it really funny. Um, assuming that it won't be, I'm sure it'll be great, Brett. I have all the faith in you. Um. So last week the Jaws Blu-ray came out, and you guys got to talk about how That's awesome amazing. it is. And God, it's so awesome. I I only pray that Indiana Jones gets the quality of transfer that this does because totally. they're not the same. You know, this was Universal doing it. Paramount is doing the Indiana Jones one, and I can't say for sure that they're going to be Star Wars looked amazing. Dedicated, but. Oh That's yeah, Fox, I still so. haven't seen that. So That's Fox. So yeah, he's right. It's a, still a different. You know, I'm sure that Paramount is going to put the money into Indiana Jones. 
Um, they yeah, I mean they're releasing it on IMAX. I hope they do. Yeah, well, you know yeah. the you know what's weird though. I'm such a a movie fan that it irks me when they say Indiana Jones and the and uh, it's not the name of, not the name of the, the Raiders movie. and the Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. not the title of the movie. It's not. It's not. Uh, and the documentary. I don't know if you guys have, have played around with that Blu-ray yet, but the documentary on there, um, the shark is still working. It's awesome. really good. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that. Uh, I was always, I was joking before. Remember about Roy Scheider? Yeah, and he does. He narrates it. Yeah. Well, it's because uh, I was listening to Harry Knowles on his show on Nerdist, and they were talking about the fact that that documentary they've been working on it for like ten years. Um, so it's something that I guess Ain't It Cool News has been following for a long time, and they were mm-hmm. excited to finally get to see it. But they were talking about it when I was in college. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. Um, though, okay, isn't the shark? The Jaws Rise is gone. Yeah, they tore it out for Harry for Harry Potter. Yeah, so in, it's really uh, weird because Orlando. Yeah, 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 in Orlando. So they're still are they're like they're still the one in Japan or wherever. Um, but it's uh, it was there when I last year when I was in uh, California. I think in California it's still there. I think only in Orlando yeah. they tore it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Orlando, but uh, it's still a crying shame. It is, and I was telling Brad that you know you can actually see nipple. <laughs> The, yes, the I shark know. Attack. I'm, si- like, I'm sitting wow, there watching the movie, and really I'm like, clear. I don't remember this at all. And it's PG. It's a PG movie. And apparently, that same episode with Harry Knowles, they were talking about the fact that on the old DVD versions, they would intentionally blur that scene. Really? They didn't want you to see it. Yeah. And on this one, they they didn't do that. They were like, this is the original film. This is the way it well, was. It's PG 1976. So. Right. It's PG pre-PG 13, but 75? still. 75? Uh, 75. Five. Five. Yes. Yeah. So there was a PG thirteen. Yeah, seventy five. People right. didn't care as much back then about yeah standards and, I, and practices. So and I mentioned it too. The uh, scene where the little Kittner boy gets oh killed, yeah the shark turns over man oh man it's so good it's and like s- horrific some of those shots because like the the shark does kind of work like it does when the shark goes under the boat that shot oh that's still really good yeah, I was telling you know them yes last week too is you know you don't I mean I was looking to see I'm like could I see the crane you know because it's so clear now, and you don't. Yeah. It looks no. so good. Oh, man. <sighs> and the speech. The speech is great. But it's still, I got to... I got to side with J.J. Abrams on the best scene being give us a kiss. Why? Because I need it, which is entirely improv. Yeah, I, that did, scene, I didn't know. Did you Did you, you watch a documentary yeah. that, uh, that they were waiting to film, and yeah. Roy Scheider saw that that kid was mimicking him, yeah. and he told Stephen to grab the camera and you know film this part. So. And it's the the best scene in the movie. So it's, it's what that movie is about. That scene and You're Gonna Need a Bigger Boat, both improvs by Roy Scheider. Yeah. What a genius. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, go see Jaws. Buy that Blu-ray. It's amazing. And that's what I've been watching. Brad? Nice. I did not see much of anything this week. Uh, I saw Moon Race Kingdom again. Good. How many times um, have you seen that in the theater? Three. Yeah. It's respectable. Um, yeah. Still good. Still enjoyed it. I, 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 Royal Tenenbaums came with Father's Day so, on Blu-ray, so I, oh. I was watching that, and then I. You mean you mean it came in the same shipment, not like, <laughs> not like yeah. order Father's Day you get for Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> like if you like this movie, you'll like this movie. Totally opposite movies. <laughs> they were so cheap that they were just like taking DVDs that yeah. weren't bu- that no one was buying and just printing Father's Day on the back of the yeah, disc. Five thousand Father's Day discs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him number ten twenty four with his uh. 
Royal well, Tenenbaums. It's actually kind of like when I bought, uh, the first time that I bought Plan 9 from Outer Space, it came with a copy of Robot Monster, which is a movie about a robot gorilla that attacks a town. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I've never watched it. I still have it on my shelf. <laughs> anyway, go, go ahead. Royal Tenenbaums. Um, and then I went to the Colorado Independent Women's Film Festival. Oh. So at the Bug Theater, small theater, uh, I watched like 30 short films made by local uh, female directors and producers and filmmakers and they're actually pretty good um cool. and they inserted this little festival for th- uh one of the people who runs it does a workshop for kids that get to make their mo- own little movies and they're actually pretty entertaining <laughs> huh so, you know they weren't just like like they have a little help with about their scripts from you know the people, the people who put it on lives, yeah but um most of the work is done like shot and like the kids act in it and it's actually it was really entertaining they uh shoot i'm trying to remember one of the lines uh one of the the second movie was about the kids were trying were pretending to be movie producers trying to think up a new production for the studio and so they end up creating ideas in all these different genres and one of them is you know hey how about we create a movie where kids are on a game show and they kill other kids and then one of the other kids like turns and it's like that'd never work <laughs> you know um uh, and there's this other the other one was some of the kids are um characters based in magic and then or fairy tales and then the other kids are what were they shoot sorry hobbits um some other Type of robot character. Wow, shoot, what was that? Were they just animals? I think they were just animals or something. And morphs. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so they were like warring against each other, and then they like use each other. Oh yeah, it was superheroes and fairy tale characters. Oh, there you go. Sorry. And then uh, there's a cool twist at the end, but you know you'll never see it, so there's no reason to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Or it, also no reason not to spoil it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was cool and. Um, then That's I also neat. saw, I want to go to more, more of that stuff. Yeah. We showed our 48 hour film there too. And there was like 10 people in the audience. <laughs> uh, so there Did was, they, boo? they didn't boo. The, That's there, good. there were laughs. Um, were there as many laughs as there were at the 48 hour? No, oh, okay. no. Again, there was like 10 people and most of them oh, were right. over 40. Yeah. Um, like, heroin's not funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, catnip. <laughs> but uh, one of the com- there was a Q and A at the end. One of the comments was like, "One guy appreciated the innuendo, even though I didn't think there really was a specific mm. innuendo." And then another woman I heard later, she didn't speak up, but uh, we heard that she cried. I was like, "Oh, because it was so bad." <laughs> it's like, no, we, it made her laugh so hard, so that was yeah, cool. oh, that's good. okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought maybe she was just really sad for the cat. Like, oh, you poor cat, you aren't. What did fast you do to that cat? <laughs> you in, you injected that cat with hair. She thought it was a real cat. That's why. She that's why she <laughs> yeah. was crying. And then the last thing I saw was Total Recall, the remake. Nice. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. So I got caught up on that. Neat. What did you think? I thought it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it was actually a lot of fun, and it, I think it set itself apart from the you know the other one pretty well. Um, there's definitely a lot of cliche goofy stuff but the special oh, yeah. effects are fantastic yeah i love the city in it yeah the world they built in that's cool um uh yeah earth bullet <laughs> i get it now yeah um, why not 
I was disappointed. Like, so at the end, you know, it breaks off and like shoots back down the tunnel, but they don't have a resolution scene of it just like crashing through the other <laughs> side because there's oh, nothing to stop yes. it now. Because you know, there's no resistors in the track anymore. Um, well, maybe the gravity <laughs> or it's change. stuck in the it's core. Stuck in the, yeah, it's spinning. Just spinning. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Or, or maybe like it derails right near the core, and then that causes the core to stop spinning, and then like the weather changes. And then Hillary Swank has to go down and save it. <laughs> or maybe um, the cold chases him. The cold? Anybody else see the end of days or the day after tomorrow? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With those awful CG wolves. Yep. Um, how'd they even like get around the fact there's a you know fiery burning core that doesn't no melt cares. that metal? I don't know. Uh, anyway. It was uh, unobtainium. <laughs> the the it was made from the unobtainium right, they unobtainium, got right. from Pandora. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was just it was just cool. You yeah, know, it's not a cinematic classic. It's, it but is it, not it was fun. offensive, and so yeah. And there's um, yeah, that, like a lot of technology, and it's like really creative and stuff. So I agree. Beckinsale is pretty badass. But, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, the like elevator a, scene's badass. Like a tigress. Yeah. Yeah, she jumps. Yeah, that and was she's like cool. sliding on her knees, and she's like, "I'm gonna get you." <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> That's say what that. she says. I'm <laughs> gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you wanker! And Brian Cranston's character is totally—just—it's false. It's totally, yeah. It's just, you know. I think the thing with Brian Cranston now is because he's in so many movies. Like, hey, he's badass in Breaking Bad. We need to put him in our movie. Yeah, yeah. But he always plays the characters differently, so you never—you're not going to get what you want. He's never going to be Walter White in any movie. I hope not. <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't like that show. That show's amazing. Never yeah. seen it. What? Oh my god. Yeah, I was going to say, he hasn't seen it. Well, he, he makes fun of it, but only because he doesn't like Mad Men. So he just assumes that it's bad. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. I know, it's really good. I got my dad to like Breaking Bad. Yeah, his dad. And his dad hates everything. <laughs> that's what he was implying. I'm just reading between my the My dad's a tough customer. He is. Because we don't like the same things, so. <laughs> Sorry, Father's Day came into my mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my God! Happy Father's Day! It all yeah, comes full you circle. You should totally make your dad watch Father's Day. <laughs> oh and God! No. We'll sit down on the couch together, and he'll be like, "Hey, Dad, we should watch this movie. It's called Father's Day." And he'll be like, my "What son, is this shit?" My son wants. Well, my son wants to watch this movie. That's clearly gonna like speak to me about how he can't say it, but he loves me, and that's <laughs> the story. And then it's gonna be about Chris Fuckman eating dicks. You know, there was also a, a sheep ate a dick in Black Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> You're judging my taste in movies. No, I did. I, I said Black Sheep was bad too. He, he did yeah. too. <laughs> he still watched it. Anyway, uh, that's all I saw. So, cool. we're taking more time on this podcast with my bullshit. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> Brad. yeah, Brad. You're really the one who's spreading bullshit all over this podcast. <laughs> oh man, if you would just shut just your mouth more. Feces splattered all over yeah. the place. So this week you saw Premium Rush. We did. Brad, should people go see Premium Rush? Me. <laughs> James, your people go see Premium Rush. No. I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if you have to rush out and see it, but you know. If nah. You said rush. <laughs> I don't know if it's urgent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm really bored and I want to waste $10, you know, you can go see Premium Rush. There's worse things to do, like catnip up your nose. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. There are worse things to do, but here's the trailer. I got a package for you. 90 minutes, premium rush. 
Hey, that envelope you picked up, I gotta ask for it back. Who are you? Not your problem. Yeah, the thing is, once it goes in the bag, it's gotta stay in the bag. You got a name? Family? People who care if they see you again? Who are you, man? Go! Wiley, tell me where you are. Wiley? What did you do to me, man? What the hell am I carrying? You got involved with some people with real problems. It's life and death. You have no idea what's coming for you. I got him. Wally! I almost got my ass killed three times in the last 20 minutes. Time or another, we all get hit. Sometimes we gotta hit back. He rides his bike so fast. But he <laughs> he kinda doesn't. So much of this movie is just like one dude chasing another dude on their bike. You know, I I was thinking towards the end, I'm like, they are on their bikes an awful lot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, Wiley, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, is literally, I think, walking in two minutes of the movie. The rest of the time, he's on a bike. I think, I feel like if you cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character and Michael Shannon's character with lesser actors, you could flush this movie down the toilet. Oh, yeah. I mean, Michael Shannon steals every scene he's in especially that scene when, when they're in the the ambulance he's so goofy as a character oh, yeah, yeah does it like, uh, when i watch my i that guy i don't think that guy could play general zod i don't <laughs> yeah. I know it was really i did keep thinking about general zod i was like he's on boardwalk empire movie. so i imagine he's terrifying on that and that's where they yeah. got the general zod connection. yeah probably probably but i mean that you know honestly i thought there were some like clever things in the movie um i love that he had uh Oh, what do you call it? This in the Amazing Spider-Man, the video game. If you hit R one, you can. He plans out where he's going to flip and shoot his. Oh webbing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in this movie, uh, JGL is able to <laughs> slow down. Um, he he like like there's this thing where they'll zoom into his eyes and be yeah. like, "This is how he sees the world," and then he'll like play through the the paths. And at first, it's really corny, and then the second time they do it, it's got the weirdest sense of humor where he's like running over babies <laughs> and like pushing a guy in front of a car and the guy gets like flipped over and crushed and then oh. he gets ran over by a UPS truck yeah and the Wilhelm scream gets inserted in there yeah <laughs> well like, he does like a total meet Joe Black where he like gets hit and then gets hit again midair and flips around and like lands on his head yeah and I mean we really don't have to discuss the plot because if you've seen the trailer it's literally he gets a package and he has to deliver it but Michael Shannon's character won't let him deliver it because he yeah. wants it which I do think like the the ideas behind a lot of it are pretty cool. Like, the, the fact that it's not just, you know, well, here's this cop, but he's crooked. The fact that he's like, well, he just can't control his urges, and and he he owes money to some Chinese, like, gambler people and a loan shark. Uh, and, and when he gets the money and could pay it back, he, instead of fixing things, just walks across the street and throws all the money away in a different gambling establishment like that scene to me is a, a cool idea but it's the same problem that i think the rest of the whole movie has where it's just so poorly paced and they spend so much time that like i can't tell you how many times that there is a shot where like somebody is standing in the middle of the frame looking around like hey where did that person go that has the thing that i need 
well, I guess they're gone. And then we cut away. And it just it wastes so much time uh, that I think it loses any momentum that it starts to build. You know what I always thought was funny, too, in the movie is they made a big deal about him being hungry. And then he got that burrito. And then Michael Shannon took it. And then when he was at the police station, he tried to get that tuna sandwich and he couldn't get it. So they never resolved him not being hungry. Yeah. He just had to live with being hungry throughout the whole movie. At the end, when he had succeeded, there should have been a scene where, like, he walks over to the girl. And gets and a plate she, of nachos. Well, no, like, she's coming <laughs> over and she wants to, like, hug him and kiss him and whatever and be like, oh, we're going to totally be back together now. <laughs> and he just pushes her out of the way and, like, grabs a hot dog out of some dude's hand. That would have been funny. So, yeah, I also, yeah, I mean, that was weird. Was she with him and that other dude at the same time? I don't know. It was so common. Yeah, like, I don't know. They kissed outside the the courier place yeah but then, then when she went inside to the courier place they're all flirty she's all flirty with jgl and yeah but then like that scene with the when she's in the truck with the dude with the dude who rides with gears on his bike manny um <laughs> yeah like that scene first of all like they he tries to kiss her in that scene but i don't know when that scene takes place yeah when's it where are they going and how do they, they get back to up? the shop she yeah where bike. like <laughs> And and then they stop, and she takes her belt off. He tries to kiss her, and then she says, like, hey, my friend's in trouble. Can you take me to Broadway? And you're like, wait a second. Why did you stop wherever you are and start to get out and then be like, uh, Aquaman just sent me a message that my <laughs> friend's in trouble. And I need to go help her. Like, it was so bizarre. Because the way we haven't talked about it yet, but they, they do this, like... Uh, sort of vantage point kind of thing where they'll jump around. Like, they'll start telling us the story, and then at some point they need to tell us some inf- information, so they'll jump back to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they'll, like, do This is how we got know. here. Yeah, and they'll do this long scene, and then they'll come back, you know, um, which just kind of made it hard to follow sometimes. And sometimes I would understand, like, oh, okay, you're telling me that this is how we got here. This is what this is about. But I would have to keep watching that scene, and I'm like, no, no, I just want you to get back to Joseph Gordon-Levitt riding a bike. I want to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt ride a bike more. Um, but we would have to waste time finishing this scene because you wrote it, I guess. Uh, I just don't. I was very disappointed. <laughs> really? You're, you're, yes. What were you expecting from this movie? <laughs> I was expecting a good action movie about bike messengers. And instead, there was really just a lot of guys riding bikes. <laughs> well, okay, but, so but, so what? So there's this whole like very hipster masturbatory thing about like oh you know he he rides a fixed gear and all of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I was masturbating because it was masturbatory. You weren't actually you were rubbing the yeah. Again. Do not please don't tell people you weren't anyway. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there's this whole thing with like he's on a fixed gear. Keep talking and, about. Uh, <laughs> riding a bike <laughs> and 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 he's supposed to be really good about like doing all of these tricks and all of that uh meanwhile there's these people who have gears and use brakes but then they just they just race and so there's never like a thing where he's doing a bunch of tricks and doing a whole lot of cool action he gave doing, that like didn't you hear her when she was talking to him when she's going to get out of the car, but right. then she told him to take her to Broadway? If that, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that scene. <laughs> uh, but if she says that, then the story has to be that our character has to dig down deep and use those skills <laughs> in order to get away. So there has to it, there has to be like an uh, like you from did. did you see him jump over those cars and stuff when were they were escaping from the impound lot? Yeah, that was that was very set up. <laughs> it was not that thrilling, and it was a, it was, was a really up. bad double. Uh, like there's one cool shot where uh, the other guy he's chasing this guy and the other guy has to like sort of duck down and slow down to go under this truck right 
and the, he comes up behind and he doesn't slow down at all. He just jumps off the bike and you know his feet drag on the on the ground as the bike goes underneath and then he jumps back on the bike and it's really cool and I wanted more of that. I wanted more like like in the Born Legacy where he's riding the motorcycle and he rides the motorcycle down the ramp thing crooked and it looks really cool. There needed to be a lot of that, but there's not. There's just a lot of riding in the park and Standard we're riding fast riding. and like <laughs> we ride past people and they go, "Hey guys, you shouldn't ride a bike here. You could hit somebody." Um, was that your New Yorker? That was yes. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a nineteen twenties New Yorker. <laughs> hey kids, you shouldn't I, be riding your bike there around a lot here. Of, uh car horn sound effects in this yeah. movie. <laughs> well a lot of CG cars. <laughs> Am I the only one who noticed that they uh in several of the different scenes they would recycle like he would ride in front of the chase bank? Yeah. Over and over well, again. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't it was like that. a cartoon where it's like they just recycled the same, <laughs> same background. background. Yeah. They're saying new lines, but it's like they brought you filmed a part of the street, said the line, then yeah. backed it up, said the next line because they only had a certain stretch blocked off. And yeah. there's there's a really noticeable shot where it's it's clearly a stunt double for for Joseph Gordon Levitt, and in the shot where. In the in the few frames where you could tell, where you'd be like, "Oh, I'm about to see a guy who's definitely not Joseph Gordon-Levitt," they then blurred it, so the whole screen just went me, and you couldn't quite see things again. And then they would cut away, and I was like, "Come on, like you have to." Jurassic Park CG'd a little girl's face onto a grown woman's face 25 years ago. You can do that. It's not been that long since that movie. <laughs> I was about to say 20. 20. It's not even I, been 20. It's 93 as Jurassic Park. Yeah, and it's 2012. Yeah, that'd be 19. <laughs> I can't round up one friggin' year anyway. This movie's nope. not good. Well, I mean, I guess you could theoretically say that that probably was filmed in 1992 and was released in 93. There you go. They probably they had to do the CG work in 1992, probably. And the. It's a great score. This one had Teenage Wasteland in it twice. Oh, it just music. had bad music. The it just had bad music. Which that's not even the name of the song. It's like Baba Booey is the name of Baba O'Reilly. Baba O'Reilly. It's a terrible. Sometimes, song. sometimes they would start an action scene with the bikes, and it would be boring. And they decided, well, let's make it more exciting by adding just some very generic music underneath that would make you feel like things were going on. I did like when Michael Shannon would just laugh randomly when he was chasing. <laughs> he oh yeah, he's like. <laughs> I the the line when 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 he and the other cops are leaving the police station and he realizes like oh the bike messenger is here I have to I have to get away from these cops so that I can chase the bike messenger the line where he's like I have to go back inside cuz I forgot my bullets is still a great line that that <laughs> is awesome and then and in the background you hear the other cops be like who forgets their bullets well monday forgets his bullet it's just it's just awesome kneel before zod <laughs> And we have Kryptonian, you are not. Break before that. We haven't addressed the fact it's written by David Kep, who and directed has done good things. Mm-hmm. Everybody's allowed to make an okay movie. Yeah, he's actually he's actually kind of like hit or miss. If you go through his his catalog, you know he wrote Jurassic Park. He also Spider-Man. wrote Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So he must have been a bike messenger at one point in his life, and this is. He just had to tell this story. <laughs> he did. Oh, so yeah, there's that scene where they're going through the park, and you think like, okay, there's the guy who's on who's got gears, so he is definitely faster because that's the way it works, right? So in order to catch up, 
our our hero is going to have to do some cool trick stuff and go through some, you know, take a shortcut, take shortcuts and pass. stuff like that, or like go, I'll go on the grass or whatever. You know, he's a man who rides on the grass, right? <laughs> Maybe that's the deal. Hey, you can't ride on the grass over here. But no, because <laughs> hipsters like fix gears. All of a sudden, he just catches up. That's just how it works. He wants it more, James. Ugh. <laughs> I was disappointed. Anyways, you can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerd. You can email us directly, realnerds at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com, leave a message. You can also download us on iTunes, Real Nerds on iTunes. You can listen to us directly on our podcast. Click on the play button. Anything your heart desires, you can find us. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Or don't. There's a dislike button on our page. Is it really? No, I made that up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if so, like, we finally. <laughs> next week, we're seeing Lawless. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Is that next week? Yeah. Do you, and by Lawless, you mean the wettest country in the world? The yes. far superior title? What? <laughs> that movie was originally called The Wettest Country in the World. It's a way better title. Uh, says you. Lawless yeah. is concise and to the point. No, mm-hmm. but, but The Wettest Country in the World refers both to the fact that they are running alcohol and blood. I mean, they're not running blood, but they it's bloody. I never think of blood as being wet. Uh, well, that's where the term wet work comes from, so you're wrong. Wet work? Yeah. I, blood work? No, wet work. Doing wet work. Wet work? Oh, my God. I'm going to buy you a dictionary. Okay. And and if you look up wet work in a dictionary, what's the definition? Uh, you want to find out? This is going to be great podcasting. I don't, now Let's I'm take interested. time out for this. Yeah. Hey, Brad, insert some goofy sound effect right now. I'll do that, like, lobby music. Like, <laughs> like no, 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 no. We, we do this. You know. See, <laughs> no, I, I like the lobby elevator music idea more. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a weird, like, cell phone thing going on when you do that. Oh, really? Well, weird. probably because it was, it was... It was like, beep, 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 Some beep. stuff from my phone. <laughs> it was the, the uh... Oh, fuck. What is that? The Morse code Whoa. of him is, uh... Somebody's touching the electricity... What were we saying? Morrison what? In the Morris Code. Boop, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wet work or wet work with a space in the between is a euphemism for murder or assassination, alluding to spilling blood. The expression wet work, as well known in the similar wet job. <laughs> well, I, I won't believe what he's affair, saying because he's operation. on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made that entry before he did the podcast. It was uh, usually used to refer to the stuff that the KGB did. Uh Mocoreo Delo, which is some kind of other language. Awesome. That's a great way to end the podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.